This is Dr. Robert Frankel. I'm an emergency medicine and anti-aging physician, and welcome to the Modern Man Podcast. In this podcast, we talk about important topics for men, which include male aesthetics, health, and wellness. But most importantly, we try to remove the stigma of male aesthetics because I think that it's important to understand what men can do for aesthetics and how important it is to for their social and psychological well-being and ultimately just to feel and look good. So take the journey with me. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fun. So enjoy it. I think the next episode will be really interesting and informative. So take a listen. Hope you enjoy it. Again, this is Dr. Rob Frankel. Enjoy the episode. Thank you. So today we're going to be talking about the jaw and how the jawline creates balance in our face and how important it is. In my opinion, the jawline actually is the center of gravity of the entire face. Now, what do I mean by that? So when you look at, as we age, certain things become apparent. The one thing that a lot of people look at, they see that under their chin and around their neck area, they'll see things like that they recognize as kind of sagginess in the neck, which they call like a double chin or a bull neck or even um, a turkey neck. They'll see something around the jaw, which they call the jowls, which I'll talk a little bit more about. And then around the mouth, there's also lines that are created from a, a weak jawline. So jawlines do project strength, especially in men. And it, it does affect our youthfulness. So I'm going to do a little exercise kind of later in the podcast with you so we can kind of discuss this a little bit further. But it is really important to kind of think about the fact that when you look at your jaw and the jawline and how it looks today compared to how it did maybe, you know, years ago, you could see that around the jaw, above and below, it looks, it may look very different. And a lot of the things that have changed have, have created that difference. And a lot of the things that bother you, possibly, like I said, around the neck, around the mouth, things that we feel that age us, or even they feel that, that we carry weight in certain areas of our face, are because of the fact that our jawline has become weaker and not as kind of defined. So I'm going to talk a little bit about like how do we define our jawline? Like how do we get that strength back? And there are different ways that we can do it. I'm going to talk and discuss the different methods in medical aesthetics um, that you can achieve this. So the, the first thing is that we look at, <clears throat> again, the strength of the face. And the strength of the face, you know, starts with the jawline. Now, I go back to um, 
when I was in college, we used to play this video game, and this will age me a little bit. Um, it was a Mike Tyson game, if any of you guys remember this, that the first boxer was this guy named Glass Joe, and he used to have a glass jaw. Thus, the weakness of the jaw was the kind of prominent feature of this weak um, weak boxer. That being said, um, Mike Tyson, who I actually did meet once um, when I was in upstate New York in college, definitely did not have a weak jaw. He had a very high soprano voice, but definitely not a weak jaw. That being said, um, he, um, you want to look at kind of above and below the jawline, and that's how a lot of people kind of focus their attention because they don't really think about like, well, how, so what is my problem? It's my neck. It's around above that area, around my mouth, around my chin. These are the things that we look at and kind of seem to think that these are the biggest problems. But I'm here to tell you that actually, if you improve your jawline and strengthen it, a lot of those problems will improve. So let's talk about the things that we commonly think of when we talk about fixing the area around the jawline. So you can do things that will improve the neck area, which will lift the neck. Um, one of the things that we talked about in the last podcast was radio frequency. Radio frequency with microneedling um, is even better because of the fact that you're actually increasing the texture tone um, of the of the skin. Now, of course, remember that when we talk about the um, texture and tone, you need to get into the deep layers of the skin to improve and to tighten. So radio frequency improves this by getting into the subcutaneous tissue where there's fat and connective tissue. And so that is going to cause the ability for the tightening of the, um, the, the subcutaneous tissue, which creates the lift. <clears throat> the microneedling, which um, is going to work in the dermal layer, that's going to create the organized injury that we talked about in podcast number two um, that creates the improvement of the collagen and elastin. So the elastin really does help to make the skin a more elastic. Uh, more elastic. And this is important because we're going to talk about a couple of procedures, and, I, and I've had some patients that have had certain things done that didn't work out for them, and they came to see me, and I'm going to tell you why it didn't work out. Because you have to realize that when certain things are fixed, certain other problems can be caused. So we need to kind of make sure that when we're improving one thing, we're not causing another problem somewhere else. So Radio frequency and microneedling is an excellent choice because of the fact that what it does is it actually helps the neck area improve because you're lifting that region, but it's also creating the 
texture and tone and elasticity of the skin that you're going to need when you're tightening the area under the under the the neck and under the jawline essentially so you're not actually improving the jawline per se but it is more, it is creating a more defined jawline in a way because of the fact that you're not seeing that kind of weakness under the jawline anymore because of the fact that the um, skin is tighter around that. So that's one one idea. Now another um, another procedure that a lot of people do, and I'm going to talk a little bit about, and for some people it works great, um, is deoxycholic acid. Um, so deoxycholic acid essentially is um, a essentially a bile salt it's it's something that dissolves fat and so for patients who have like a large area of fat underneath their neck this is you know possibly a, a great option for them now what i'm going to tell you about this is that you know this is um, a procedure where you're going to inject the area where the fat is it's going to cause, you know, a dissolving of the fat. Now, with that, there's definitely some downtime because the area is going to swell. It's become it becomes painful because of the fact that you're essentially have an enzymatic reaction where you're breaking down this fat underneath the skin. For some people, this is a great a great option. And I'm not going to mention the specific um, products. The one that's FDA approved, I guess, is Kybella. <clears throat> but there is, there's other people have used um, mesotherapy. Um, that's been out there for years. Um, but Kybella is the one uh, product that's been FDA approved. The one issue with this, and you have to kind of think about it, is that when you dissolve the fat, then it's not going to affect the skin around it. And for some people, that is going to become an issue because of the fact that if the fat is dissolved, then you're going to lose that fat. It's going to become smaller. But the skin around it is not going to be affected by dissolving that fat. And so what happens for some patients, and I'm not saying this is for all, and this is why it's so important for you to talk to your practitioner and make sure that whatever you're doing is right for you because of the fact that there are so many patients that I've spoke to that come in and say, well, I saw this on an ad. I read about this. This is what I want. And I'll sit down with them and, I'm, and I will have to talk them down from the ledge <laughs> and tell them this is why this is not right for you because this is what's going to be the end result. And so I'm not saying that the, the um, um, Kybella is not a good, good procedure, but what I'm saying is it's not right for everybody because of the fact that once you dissolve that fat, if that's not the major issue that's caused there, then it's going to be, become an issue with as far as the skin's become lax. Similar to if you have, if you have uh, liposuction, 
think about it in that vein. If you take the fat away, then the skin becomes, um, the skin is going to be sitting there without that fat that was, that was stretched out and you're going to have the same kind of issue. And unless you do a second procedure, then you're going to end up having that weak skin. And I've had some patients who have come to me that have had just that problem. And I could tell you that that procedure was the absolute, and I told them this afterwards, when they came to me afterwards, when they had it done by, you know, another, another practitioner, that the, it probably was the wrong procedure for you because now you have a, a much bigger problem because now the skin is weak. You have, you don't have that um, platform anymore and now it's going to be harder to strengthen that skin around it. So, you know, it's important to uh, to understand that. In the same vein, cool sculpting is another procedure. If you have fat underneath the jaw on the neck this is you know potentially another good procedure you can do cool sculpting in the neck area and what that does is that cool sculpting is it's a cool it's a cool technology it's cool science and i'm always a, i'm always a fan of like really cool science what cool sculpting does is they figure out a way to freeze fat cells to the point where you kill the fat cells without damaging normal cells. And, um, you know, the original kind of story that they, they tell about how they figured this out was that, you know, kids that, um, were eating a lot of popsicles would get dimples on their chin and, the, and, and, uh, Apparently, the kids were eating these popsicles. They were killing their fat cells right on their chin. They created these dimples, and they realized that there's a, there's a certain temperature at which you can kill fat without damaging regular cells. And so that's the whole concept behind cool sculpting. And again, it's a similar type of idea as... Kybella, that you're targeting just the fat underneath the skin. Again, there's not any real tightening that occurs with cool sculpting. Similarly to Kybella, you're just targeting that area of the fat, and this is, you know, this is going to be another, you know, procedure where you're going to have to be the right person for this procedure. And for some people, it's great. It's, it's perfect. But again, this is, we're talking about underneath the jawline and not the jawline itself. But a lot of times that when you're, when you improve the neck area or underneath the jaw or underneath the chin, you have essentially redefined the jawline in that way because of the fact that now you're, you, you are, seeing the jawline in a much stronger way so it does improve it in that vein and this is this is the reason why i'm going through all this is because these are the common things that people think about when they think of jawline but i'm going to talk you know further in about what the way that i think of jawline and the way that i think that it is best improved another procedure that you can do is something called uh, ultrasound technology 
the most common uh, technology out there is Altherapy. Um, Altherapy, also a really interesting technology. Altherapy does give you the advantage of being able to go above and below the jawline. You're actually creating injury again that whole idea behind creating an organized injury into the deep layer and you can get deeper because you're dealing with ultrasound and it has the advantage of because it's ultrasound the waves are going deeper so the energy that you create with all therapy is different than laser so with laser the initial energy that's created is energy on the surface of the skin. And so a lot of that energy is lost because you're losing the epidermal layer. Where all therapy, a lot of the energy starts deeper because you start with the ultrasound waves going deeper and then they actually start deep and they radiate, you know, actually towards the surface of the skin. So with all therapy again, it's a good procedure. Um, it has you have to be the right patient again because again you need a certain amount of tautness to be able to get the the um, results that you want. Um, you do get a lift from it. Um, you can lift from the above the jawline as well as below the jawline, which is the other advantage of all therapy because of the fact that when you do the procedure, you're actually doing the ultrasound waves above the jawline and below the jawline. So you do get a lift um, and the ultrasound waves do help, you know, in that vein. So there is some, and it's, it's not, you know, it's not documented in, what they talk about, but there's no doubt that you do lose fat in ultrasound technology like O-therapy um, because a lot of the patients that have had it done, that we've, that we've performed it on, you could tell that there's no doubt that they, that with the heat that's created by this, the sound waves, that they're going to lose fat in, in that procedure. So you do get the advantage of losing fat. It does give you a lift. Um, but again, it has to be the right patient. And um, you're again going below the jawline in the neck area and above the jawline, um, which does help, you know, in that area as well. So these are some of the most common ways that you'll hear about kind of working in the lower face around the jawline and it's mostly um, the neck area below the neck also another thing i'm going to just mention is pdo threading um, threads are a pretty pretty popular procedure as well threads are basically your place you place the threads in you know either the neck area again you could place the threads around the jaw as well, above it or below. Um, the threads do improve by lifting. The issue with the threads that I feel is that, um, you know, you, do, you definitely get an initial um, lift. My biggest concern with it is that after three months, the threads are 
dissolved. And they are, there is collagen that does come and regenerate in those areas. Now, the, the long-lasting ability of threads is, you know, the hard thing to say for sure. For some patients, it works great. It lasts long. For other patients, you know, they have, you know, less effectiveness. So it's hard to say because of the fact that the threads will only last for three months and they will dissolve underneath the skin. It's, it's a good procedure. Again, you're working around the jawline. You're working in the neck area. You're working above the jaw. Um, you're working from the cheek, usually, to the jawline where you're creating a lift. You can create just an injury to create collagen um, and elastin production around the neck area as well. So these are some of the major kind of ideas that we have right now that kind of affect the production and the help that a lot of patients kind of go to right now to affect their jawline. But how do you really kind of non-invasively improve your jawline? The jawline itself. And to me, the best and most effective way to improve your jawline is with dermal fillers. And so we're going to go into the first the first um, look into dermal fillers because um, dermal fillers are going to be a, a, a pretty popular topic that we're going to be talking about over, over the series of these podcasts because I think they're a really useful tool overall for the aesthetic procedures and you have to really understand that the dermal fillers are really effective when it comes to you know producing the effect that you want now just like i talked about brotox at the beginning of the series fillers are definitely another stigma that is created for guys um if you think that it's hard enough to get guys to get Brotox, um, wait till you bring up fillers to them. And I'm here to tell you that they're definitely harder to even get them to understand how important they are. But I'm telling you that there is nothing more effective than to create a strong jawline than with fillers themselves. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what fillers are, first of all. So a lot of people think fillers and Botox are the same thing. They're not. They're not even close. Like I said, Botox, neurotoxin, dysport, those things are essentially what they cause what they cause is a neuromodulation of the muscle they cause a weakening of the muscle that creates effect of muscles of movement so when certain lines are created by movement that's what neurotoxin affects only it only affects the lines that are created by movement it does nothing else is really nothing else that it creates. So it's effectively weakening muscle 
and that's all it does. But if you do neurotoxin in the right place, you're going to create a, an excellent aesthetic effect because of the fact that you're going to create the the aesthetic effect that you really want because the line, a lot of the lines that we worry about are the lines that are created by movement. Like I always tell my patients, your mom was right. If you keep making that face, it's going to stay like that. And that's actually very true. So the neurotoxin actually is going to improve that by helping those lines that are created by expression. Filler, on the other hand, is a solid project. It's a solid product. It's not a, it's what we call a semi-solid. It's kind of liquid and solid. Um, and depending upon the filler, some of them are more liquid than solid and some of them are more solid than liquid. Um, and it's important to know that because of the fact that not all fillers are the same. Um, most of the fillers that we're going to be talking about are made of the same material, though. They're, most of the fillers that we use are something called hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid is found in your joints, your eyes. It's the cushion. It's like protein in in your joints and eyes, and, and it's the liquid kind of material that kind of cushions the joints. And it's also very hydrophilic, which means that it takes up water. And it's you know, it's naturally occurring in your body. So most people don't have any, many issues as far as like allergic reactions because it's something that naturally occurs in your body. So hyaluronic acid is a pretty is is a pretty um, you know natural thing as far as something that your body is used to. The other thing about hyaluronic acid that is great is that there's an enzyme that is called hyaluronidase. Now, what this enzyme does is that you can take that enzyme and inject that enzyme into hyaluronic acid, and it could break it down. And so why is that important? Well, that's important because of the fact that if you ever had an issue with where you put the filler or how the filler looks or if you didn't want the filler there, then you can inject that hyaluronidase and then you can dissolve it. Now, that is a great improvement to the fillers that we used to have years ago um, when they used to use collagen fillers and fillers that were not able to, we were not able to dissolve. And there's still fill some fillers out there that we'll talk about in some other um, podcasts that you you don't are much harder to get rid of that lasts longer. But for now, we're going to just talk about the hyaluronic acid fillers. I think that, you know, for safety wise, hyaluronic acid fillers are the right way to go uh, because of the fact that, you know, if God forbid you needed to get rid of that filler for some reason, you can, you could easily inject it and you can dissolve it. Because you're create you're putting a you know a semi-solid object into the area, and if you need to, um, and it it will it will become more solid as it gets under the skin, and and 
there will be liquid taken up by it, and so it will become um, thicker. And um, and so it's important that you that you have something that you can dissolve if you need it to. So those are the so those are kind of the important kind of facts about what filler really is. And so there's different types of what we use filler for. So a lot of times people think of filler as that you have a big hole somewhere and you just fill it, right? I mean, that sounds like what, you know, filler would be, right? You have a hole, put a, you know, put a filler in it, and that's it, right? And so that is actually, for some fillers, that's actually true. Um, like, for instance, if you had some deficiency underneath your eyes, um, you could put filler underneath your eyes and you can get um, a better result. And so like we do for a lot of patients, um, the dark circles underneath your eyes are actually created because of the fact that you lose a little fat underneath your eyes. And so when light hits underneath your eyes, you the light is cre the light that reflects off the skin because the skin is so thin is only seeing that deficiency and and that's the reason why you see the darkness underneath the eyes you're not really seeing the um you're not seeing the you're seeing the reflection of the darkness <clears throat> so once you put a solid object behind the skin all of a sudden when that light hits it then the darkness goes away so filler underneath the eyes is a great tool if it's done right it's an amazing you get an amazing result with that um and it's and it's really easy it's nice so you can definitely do fillers that fill a hole but there's also fillers that actually help to create new structure and what i mean by that is that sometimes what happens is that for some reason the skin becomes more lax the bone structure recedes, meaning like it actually is going to cl get cl um, decrease, you know, or get further away from the skin. And so when that happens, you could put filler directly on the bone itself to create a new platform for the skin. And so this type of filler is really effective because of the fact that what it does is it actually is going to work as a new platform for where the skin is going to hold on to. And so that creates a new tautness of that skin. And then all of a sudden, now you have tightness where you didn't have before. And so what do I mean by that? So like, just think about it this way. So let's say you had a trampoline and all of a sudden time went on and like the edges of that trampoline started to get closer together. Um, and then you'd have like the middle of the trampoline would start to kind of sag in the middle, right? Simple idea. If you start pulling that edges further apart because you put a rock or something in you know, in that area, so that way it pulls the trampoline apart, all of a sudden, the 
lining would start to become more taut and tight. And that's essentially what some of the filler actually does. So we're actually, what we're trying to do is we're creating a new platform on the bone itself. So that way, when the skin catches hold of it, it's going to either lift or tighten around it. And then a lot of times it does both. And if it does that, then it actually affects a lot of different places. And this is exactly what we're going to be talking about when it comes to the jawline, because this is the way to actually treat the jawline specifically. Everything I talked about up until this point, we were talking about treating around the jawline, right? We were talking about treating the neck, treating above the jaw, and in a lot of ways that, you know, they're effective on helping to give you new definition. But there's nothing more effective than actually treating the jawline and making it more defined. And once you do that, all of a sudden, everything around the jawline is going to become more taut and tight. And I, and you know, we could show you, you know, example after example of once the jawline becomes taut and tight, all of a sudden you have not only that straight angle angulated jaw that you had when you were younger, but also that neck that was hanging is all of a sudden not hanging anymore because it's now it's pulled up and it's tight and it's taut and everything around the mouth that was those lines that are created, all of that is, is now all of a sudden, you know, strengthened as well. So, um, some of the fillers that I'm going to just discuss, will give you a couple of, um, things to look up. Um, the first one is Juvederm Voluma. Um, is one of the more common <clears throat> uh, products that we use. Um, I definitely like this product. It helps to kind of tack the angle of the mandible, like the angle. Like so, when you look at your go, if you go <clears throat> from your ear down to all the way down to your neck. And then go across, think about that angle that's created. Go across like your jaw. Think about that angle that's created. So the first thing that we'll do to recreate the jawline is that we will inject right at that angle, right at the juncture of the angle. And my goal for guys is to create a new 90 degree angle from going from the ear all the way to the the jawline so 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 that angle cre is created a 90 degree angle for women we create about a 120 degree angle it's a little bit more feminine it looks really nice as well it's really it's really important to um for women as well because like i said the center of gravity for the face is the jawline for both men and women now <clears throat> i'm going to talk about the the overall kind of how faces age differently in men and women. You need to be more of a square. You need to get more of a square for a, a male and more of a triangle for a women. And I'll explain that more in a future podcast. 
and that creates a more youthful appearance for both men and women. But for sure, <clears throat> you want to make sure that you get that 90-degree angle from going, taking a ruler from going from your ear down and, and taking that to the jawline all the way down over to the mouth. And so if you don't have that, if you think that it's weaker, then that's the first issue. Now, so these products, Voluma is the first one that's commonly used, a strong product. Another one, two Restylane products, Restylane Lift and Restylane Contour. Contour is a little newer product, Restylane Lift. Also a really nice product that I find... Um, as well, that's strong enough to create this angle as well. Now, what these fillers do, again, when you think about putting filler in, you think, okay, so I'm putting something already on my neck that I think is, or around my jaw that I think is, like, heavy already. Why would I do that? Well, the reality is, is that as soon as you, as soon as you, create the jawline it's an incredible thing that you will notice that you your face becomes thinner almost immediately it's a remarkable thing you know we we have a lot of fun when we do the jawlines because what i'll do to patients because they can't you can't really see you can't really see while you're getting it done like the side of your face right so i literally like you know, have my assistant like take pictures while I'm doing it. So like over the, over the treatment, as I do it, each step by step will stop and we'll, I'm going to show them like, this is how we started. This is where we are. And you could see how the face actually becomes thinner and thinner every time as I'm injecting. And you would think like, how is that possible? How is it possible that you create a jawline that is actually thinner when you're actually putting a solid object into that space. And be, the reason is, is because you're recreating the jaw that is now stronger and it's pulling everything up. And so what, what you were seeing the weight was that you were looking at is because of the fact that you were seeing a weak jawline. Um, and so that's, that's the first thing. So, so then the next part of it is, you want to create the str the straightness of the jaw. So, so with the straightness of the jaw, you need to inject into the jaw itself. And so a lot of times we'll do this with something called the cannula. And this is the first time I'm going to talk a little bit about a cannula. A cannula is not a needle. It's a, it's more of a plastic catheter. We actually, um, use and we'll use that catheter that go into the jaw itself. Um, we'll inject through the catheter, create the line. And with that, once you've created that line, now everything under the neck starts to lift and you've now created an incredible, like tight jaw and you should you should have a 90 degree you know a 90 degree angle a straight jaw tight neck and then a thinner face which is people are amazed by because of the fact that they 
are, are wondering how that happened. Now, the jowls. Let's talk a little bit about the jowls because this is really the most interesting part. Now, what are the jowls? So, like, you look at a lot of patients look at them and they're like, I hate these jowls. I hate this. And so it's like the jowls are that area right next to the chin, right? And it's close to, um, you know, it's a little bit, we say lateral to the chin. So it's a little bit far, you know, a little bit away from the chin and, you know, towards the, you know, towards the back of the, the angle of the, the jaw, but it's, it's, it's relatively close. And so what, what is that? Like what, why do people get that? And the reason is, is because like you chew, right? And so the, the muscle there, so that's, so that is like the, that is the projection of the muscle of mastication, which is the muscle of chewing, right? So the more you chew, the more, and it, it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously if you chew a little bit or a lot, it doesn't matter. You're that, that muscle is going to project stronger than any other muscle. So if the jaw starts to become weaker, all of a sudden the one thing that starts to project is that area, that jowl. And so if you can take the rest of it, the rest of the jaw and make the rest of it, the rest of the jaw strong, then look like, the the equal you know shape of that area and straighten it then you don't see the jowl anymore and there's some great examples of this and you know like i said it's 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 pretty remarkable when you see it so i want you to all do an exam uh do an, um, a little test for me so i want you to look in the mirror and i want you to just take a look in the mirror and, you know, look at your profile. And you're going to take a look. And I want you to just take a look at your profile. Just look at your jaw. Look above your jaw. Look below your jaw. Like just And look at the line that, that is created by your jawline. Like how sharp is your jawline? What's above it? What's below it? I mean, what is near your chin and and are some of these things that you see some of the things that bother you um so take a couple minutes and take a look at this and i want you to kind of give yourself a you know a, a few minutes you could turn off the podcast for a minute and take a look and see but um but i hope you I hope you take a look and see. All right. So anyway, so again, the whole point of this is that there are many things that really um, you can do around the lower face. And I think that it's really important because, you know, when people, when people worry about certain things in their face, they think about the fact that it either they feel like it ages them. They feel like they're they're gaining weight in their face. They feel like they hate their area of the neck. They hate there's something around their mouth. They hate their jowls. They hate something that doesn't look right. The often reason is is because of the jaw. And so, if you can correct that jawline, 
a lot of times many of these issues can be improved. And the reality is, is that there's not a lot of ways to correct the jaw because think about it this way. You know, a lot of the procedures that are done either use, you know, some type of light energy or, um, you know, like for instance, let's take ultra, let's take all therapy, which is the ultrasound technology. Now, if you ever had an ultrasound wave placed on your jaw bone, you would never forget that because that energy is incredibly painful. So, you know, it's the way honestly to actually treat the jaw a lot of times is, you know, the, the kind of the old ways with a lot of technology is to treat above and below. But that didn't get to the root of the problem because we know now that our center of gravity of our face is the jawline itself. And so by treating the jawline itself, a lot of our issues start to become improved. And a lot of the things that we worry about all of a sudden become improved. And so you still might have to do things and might have to treat, you know, areas of your neck and might have to treat areas of your chin or around your mouth. And we'll talk about these things as well because everybody's different and everybody has a different way or different, um, you know, different things that have been created over time. But that being said, but a lot of the issues <clears throat> that I see with guys is that they worry about certain things like <clears throat> the turkey neck jowls, extra weight in their face. And a lot of the, the issue is the fact that their jawline is not strong. And then just strength and masculinity does come from their jawline. Now, again, just important, just as important for women, and it has nothing to do with masculinity for women. It's the same thing. <clears throat> when you treat the jawline for women, you're treating it a little bit differently because you're not going, you, the angles are a little bit, the angles are not going to be as sharp, but you're going to create a similar type of effect. And a lot of the issues that are created by not having a strong jawline for women are the same as what I'm talking about with men. I mean, it is like exactly the same. And I mean, the results are phenomenal. And the great thing about filler is that it's immediate result. A lot of the other procedures that we talk about, the results, you know, are going to take some time because of the fact that the body has to kind of affect it. All therapy, radio frequency, these things do take, you know, a couple of weeks and, and, um, you know, so it does take a little bit more time, but with filler, you're going to see the results right away. And like I said, that's why, you know, we sit and take pictures while I'm actually injecting because we, I just love to see my patient's reaction while I'm doing it. Cause it's, 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 it's really fun and cool to see it. So that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, I want you to all 
take a look in the mirror, look at your profile, take a look at your jawline, and think about it. And think about what are the things that are causing you to be dismayed about something. Or maybe not dismayed. But either way, I mean, just to kind of take a look and see, does my jawline look the same as it did back in the day? Or am I starting to look like glass gel? So I hope you really guys enjoyed it. Of course, just kidding at the end. But, um, you know, like I said, like, please comment below, you know, like and share this. Um, you know, we're going to be doing more of these, of course, absolutely. This is the first kind of delving into the filler kind of arena. And there's so much more to talk about because I, I feel like, you know, we have to really kind of get into, you know, an important kind of, you know, important kind of arena. So, um, I hope you enjoyed it and, um, have a good day.